Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Oh, I've read through the Bible many times. I don't know how many times I've read through the Bible, but how many of you know it is the classic of all classics? You're going to read your Bible today, or you're going to hear something that comes out of my mouth today, or you're going to see something on the screens that you go, wow, I read that, but have I really read that before? So I'm, I kid you not, there are times even recently where I've read stuff and I'm like, Lord, is that new? I know that's been in there, but wow, you're really speaking to me and dealing with me about that. So today I want to get into the parable of the lamp. Let's go to Luke chapter 8. Verse 16, we're just going to go through verse 18. I'm going to have some supporting verses today, but hang with me. This is Jesus speaking. I love it when Jesus speaks. How many of you love it when Jesus speaks? The best, the brightest, the most powerful, the most perfect, the son, the true son of the morning, Jesus, the son of man. Wow, the son of God, God all man and all, all God. No one lights a lamp, he said, and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. How many of you have a lamp underneath your bed? You may, have, you may have gotten ingenious. You know, in the hood, sometimes we had to get ingenious with stuff, right? You're like, I don't have a flashlight. You have a lamp under your bed? Okay, I'm going to talk to you and your mom after service. That could start a fire, right? <laughs> he was just trying to get a response out of me. But I've, I've seen folks say, man, I don't have a flashlight. This cord will reach. I'm going to put the lamp under the bed. But why do you do that? So you can see. No one lights a lamp and then covers it with a bowl or hides it under a bed. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the what? All who enter the house. You ever gone into people's houses and it was just dark? Some of you are like, that's cool, it doesn't bother me, but others are like, oh my gosh. I, uh, I had an appointment somewhere this week, I'm not going to get into any details, but I went to a home this week, very, very sweet people. But man, we were having some, some uh, business done and some services being performed, and uh, that house <laughs> was dark. It was dark inside. Sweet people. But I'm telling you, it was noticeably darker in the house than it was outside. And hey, some houses are that way. That's normal. The direction they face or whatever. But a lack of light is tough because you can stumble. You can hide a lot of stuff in the dark too, huh? You ever notice you turn on the lights, the cockroaches scatter? Yes, you know. You've seen it happen. I've been in some world-class motels. Notice I didn't say hotel, where you turn on the light and the cockroaches scattered and the mice were right with them, man. I've seen it. I've walked into a house in broad daylight. Look at this. Look at the darkness here. I've walked into a house in broad daylight before. I was telling this story this past week. We walked in the house and stuff was piled like this and there were paths to walk through. And as I walked in the house with a friend of mine, we were there to do some work at that house. The mice scattered, and I saw mice in broad daylight running in the house. About six or seven of them. Darkness. Darkness brings all kinds of weird things. For all that is secret, Jesus said, will eventually be brought into the open, and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. I learned this years ago, early on in marriage, early on in ministry, is, man, if I want God to really deal in my heart, I need to talk to someone about something I'm struggling with, something I'm hiding. Right? you got to talk to someone about it. There's times, hey, 
I know we as humans, we have secrets. I'm not saying you go out and blab everything. But there are some secrets that are not good. They mess with your blood pressure. They, you've been there. I've seen some secrets. Man, I've been doing this a while now. And I've seen some secrets where I was like, man, why didn't they bring that up earlier? In families with kids and parents and different things. Strange secrets. Weird things that everybody else knew about except for the kids in the family or except for the parents in that family. And that is bad. That's hard on you. You aren't built for that. For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open. And everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. Some of you are saying, man, this is, this is crazy. Don't be stressed out. Jesus said, do not be afraid, right? He said, you believe in God, now believe in me. He was God in the flesh. He said, don't be afraid. Don't worry. Fear not. Let's pray real quick before we get into the rest of this word. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the words of life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. His words are spirit and truth. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth today. Give us your wisdom, Father. We thank you. We honor you as we hear your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at what Jesus said. Look at this. This is big now, especially in this world. I'm going to bring up some points. You may not like them. That's okay. You'll be all right. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to just speak some truth to you. How many of you know you heard it in the hood even, right? Truth hurts. Well, you don't have to be mean about truth. Scripture says, speaking the truth in love. Be kind one to another, other scriptures say. So we can speak the truth in love, all right? Be kind to people. I've had people say, no, I'm just being honest. No, you're, you're being a jerk, right? <laughs> I've seen people do that. No, let's speak the truth in love. Can I get an amen in here? Amen. All right, stay with me. Stay with me. You got this. This is God's word for you today. He was really speaking to me in this, this text this week. So pay attention, Jesus continued, to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, my word, right? He's saying, to those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. Let me start at the beginning of that verse again. This is huge. So pay attention to how you hear. The world loves to twist up the word of Jesus. There's a news anchor guy. He's on, uh, he's, he's on CNN, and I brought this up to you before. Last summer, I'll never forget this. I don't know how he got into this. He was, he was upset with our founders and our constitution and our government and he was looking for racism everywhere, and he's a sharp, young, handsome fellow, but he's a news anchor on CNN, and he said, you know, the founders of this nation weren't perfect. He said, everybody knows that Jesus Christ wasn't perfect. He said that on live news. Careful about twisting the word, right? Careful about twisting it to fit your own means. That's, that's dangerous. I've learned a long time ago. You don't mess with God's word and start twisting it around, messing with it. To those who listen to my teaching, though, Jesus said, more understanding will be given. That sounds simple, doesn't it? Is everybody with me still? Y'all got quiet today. Come on, hang with me. To those who listen to my teaching, Jesus said, more understanding will be given. That's simple. Just listen to his words and say, Lord, work on me. Deal with me. But for those who are not what? Listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Let me say something right now, and I'm going to point out the obvious. Maybe it's not obvious to some people because they haven't been listening to God's Word. Maybe I'm not talking to you or the live stream. Maybe it's for someone listening to the podcast later. Who knows, but take it to heart. If the pandemic was real as a real pandemic, you need to look into pandemics like the bubonic plague, which they called the Black Death in Europe, 
in the Middle Ages. You need to look into the Spanish flu, which was a real pandemic. If it was a real pandemic, I wonder why they advertised it 24 hours a day, seven days a week on cable television. You ever wondered that? If it was a pandemic, you'd know. Now, I'm not saying, hey, some of you may have lost people to COVID, as far as we know. We don't know, because they were saying folks lost, I mean, they had underlying health issues, whatever, and that's terrible. We'll see them in heaven. That is terrible, and I'm sorry for your loss. God bless you. That's tough. Any kind of loss is tough. Let me tell you right now, people are so quick to hear the news and believe stuff. I talk to people every week, and they believe stuff on Facebook quicker than they believe Jesus. Because you know everything on Facebook is true. If it's a picture on the Internet, it has to be real. They can't mess with those pictures. My wife has taken some pictures of me, y'all. I'm not the ugliest guy in the room, usually. But I know I'm not hunk of the year. I'm not Mr. Universe. I'm just not. I'm going to deal with that. That's okay. My wife loves me. Jesus loves me. Most of y'all, I think y'all love me, and I love y'all. I'm fine. But my wife, with her amazing camera on her phone, her iPhone 12, takes pictures that make me look way better than I really look, I think. And then you add a filter. People look at Instagram and think that stuff is real. They're so quick to believe that junk. But you bring up the word, and they're like, oh, now, well, we didn't know. Uh, you didn't see Jesus being crucified live on Instagram, so you think that didn't happen? You didn't see him being resurrected live on, on Facebook, so you think that didn't happen? That is crazy. So if people aren't listening, Scripture said, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. What they think they understand. Hmm. Stay tuned, man. Let's, let's get on to the, let's get on. So I heard a song this past week. It was an old gospel hip-hop hip -hop song. And it said, let a grown man get on. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds cool. So let a grown man get on. Parable of the lamp. Look at my first point today. Let your light shine. There's all kinds of ways of doing that. You can be kind to people. How about forgiving? We'll see if we stay on this a while. We might stay on this a while, man. Letting your light shine is big and broad. How about walking in truth? That's how you let your life your light and your life shine. How about treating others as you want to be treated? How about helping someone out? How about being available? How about just being a believer? People say, man, I'm a believer. Praise God. And you go to church, praise God. A lot of the world does not go to church. But I'm going to tell you right now, being a believer is so much more than gathering together. This is a large part of our faith. It is. But I've learned over the years that the strongest parts, the best parts of me being a believer are when I'm alone with God. Or how I treat my wife when it's just me and her. Or what I do when no one else is looking. Or what I look at on my phone when no one else is looking. A believer, if I'm really a believer, it extends to every area, every nook, every cranny, every crevice, every crack, every area in my life if I'm a real believer. Back in the day, I remember Dad telling me that he was raised in a church, and they would say this at church. Hey, you know, business is business, and church is church. What is, I don't even know what that means, champ. What does that even mean? You're either saved or you're not saved. You either love truth or you don't love truth. And I'm going to tell you right now, truth is uncomfortable. It is. Even if you receive it in love, man, there's been some stuff my wife has told me over the years or I've told my wife or my dad has told me. My, my, mom, my mom 
she was gifted in speaking the truth one-on-one. Those that knew her well and were in her Bible study group or were mentored by her, they knew that she wasn't going to miss an opportunity if God had spoken to her to speak the truth to you, even if it made her unpopular with you. So let your light shine. The world is not getting any brighter. Don't believe them. Think about it. Think about it right now. Let me just throw this out there. And there's joy and light. Scripture says there's joy and feasting and delight in the homes of the godly. There you don't worry. You trust God. You prepare for the future. You keep serving God. God is going to bless you. The message for you is hope and life and excitement. The message for the world, if they don't repent, is judgment. All right? Well, why do you think in the first stimulus package that Congress tried to pass a new digital dollar legislation piece? It didn't pass. Why? Well, if you read in the book of Revelation, it says that no one will be able to sell or buy without a mark. That's digital dollars. I remember as a kid, I thought I was pretty advanced. I thought, are they going to have a barcode? Because, I mean, when they invented bar, the guy who invented barcodes thought he invented the mark of the beast. I remember hearing about that, reading about it. Is that going to be tied in? Maybe. I don't know. But now there's, it's beyond that now. Did you know, I read an article. I'm not saying it's true or false, but I read an article, a patent that supposedly Bill Gates has. And no, Bill Gates is not the Antichrist. He's too stupid. Take that to the bank. You serve Jesus, you won't be stupid, Bill and all the CEO friends and everything else, just hear, hear the word of the Lord today. You think you got it figured out, and God's got your number. The Creator knows. We're down here like ants trying to figure it out, and people forget truth. Bill, I read an article that was a patent, an official patent site, and it showed a patent that Bill Gates has on an injectable cryptocurrency. What? That sounds strange. you know what the patent number was? Maybe it's a lie. I'm just telling you what I read, because you know how the Internet can be. But the patent number was 060606. I don't even know if that's real. <laughs> is, he the, is he the Antichrist? No. You need to study scripture. I don't believe Bill Gates is from the Middle East, is he? I think he was born in the Northwest. But still, he's part of the world system. He's part of the spirit of Antichrist. Everybody do this. Everybody do this. Everybody do that. There's a problem there. There's a problem there. If he is not saved, remember, if... If talking heads, people in the media and people on social media are giving you instructions that go against your faith and they don't know Jesus, you better look out. We're trying to protect you. Don't go to church. We love you. Don't go to church. We love you. Don't meet for Bible studies. That's too many people. You could get germs and diseases. Do they love you? I want y'all to think about that today. I want you to start to digest truth. Let's go to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You say, man, is this a conspiracy theory? No, there's no conspiracy about it, really. Right here um, in the world, there's always conspiracies. There's, there's always up to something. There's always an end goal. There's always an angle. Look at what Jesus said, though, and this is what you got to remember. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Don't you love that? Put that verse on a t-shirt. Remember in the 90s, we all had those t-shirts with Christian verses on them? Well, that was fun. I'd wear them to school, I remember, and people were like, they'd read them. Sometimes people just about run into a locker reading a verse I had. <laughs> no one lights a lamp. This is confirming, right? It's the same thing. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. 
In the same way, let your good deeds, see letting your light shine is, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Not just good deeds in person. You know, every time we give offering, we don't go like this. Hey, everybody, look how much I'm giving. No, we have you come to the front because it's an act of faith, but not so you'll get any credit. That's between you and God. My wife and I do it secretly through text. Very few people know exactly what we give. But we give because we love God. We do good deeds because we love God and we love people. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. Don't you parents love it when your kids act right and someone comes to you and go, man, you raised your kids right. That touches your heart. Let that light shine. The world keeps getting darker. Your light needs to grow brighter and brighter. There's a lot of lights in this room today. You say, where? In the ceiling? On the screens? Where? You are lights. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. So check that out. Think about it. Digest it. Chew on that a little bit. Look at this. Point two. Uh huh. You will stand back and watch this year as the truth reveals itself in the light. We were preparing a house recently to rent out, and Jen and I were talking, and she said, baby, you got to get bright, bright light bulbs, because I'm not great with colors, and sometimes I just don't care. If it was up to me, I'd just walk out mismatched probably, but I, you know, I have some clothes now. I can figure out colors, you know, without my wife's help sometimes, but I, we're getting, <laughs> don't laugh, true story, man, the, the truth. We're going to speak the truth today. Jen says, baby, you got to get real bright lights throughout the house. So, man, I got these light bulbs, 1,575 lumens. That's a high number, so to our minds, that's, that's a lot, and it is. They're bright. So I got those, and they're daylight. Anybody familiar with daylight bulbs? I guess they're trying to imitate the light of the sun, even though they're more white than yellow, but they're daylight, like full daylight, bright sun overhead type light. And it's amazing how many flaws there are in my face when I stand in front of that light in those mirrors? Somebody touched my heart yesterday. They saw me at Home Depot, and they said, what's up, Pastor? I said, how you doing, man? I said, man, you look great. He was bald-headed, had a beard, you know, one of my favorite looks. I thought, that looks great. And he's walking by, and he looks at me. He goes, Pastor Matt. I said, yes, sir. He said, you get younger every time I see you. I said, thank you. That's very kind of you. Praise God. I said, I don't think so, but thank you. That's a nice compliment until I go look in the mirror. Scripture says the word is a mirror. I look in the, I'm telling you, I see the crow's feet. I can't hide it. I don't put makeup there. I put Vaseline because I'm old school. Old school is the best school. I look in the mirror and I'm like, sometimes I see stuff and I'm all, I've never noticed that before. Light. Light is truth. Truth reveals itself in the light. Let's go to Proverbs 12, 19. Jesus' words are life and light and truth. Scripture says there are no darkness in the words of Jesus. No darkness in them. Light and truth. Truthful words, I love this verse, truthful words stand the test of time. Remember Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Truthful words stand the test of time. Did you know I love what the one thing I love about speaking the truth? I don't have to remember what I said. I just go back to the truth. When you're telling lies all the time, I've met people who are lying all the time, and they can't remember everything they said no matter how smart they are. 
I love it. I just sit back and laugh. I'm like, wow, that's not what you said. Wait, didn't you say, oh, yeah, well, what I really meant, and then another lie to cover that lie, and it's darkness there. Truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. I've been there. I've had periods of my life where I was trying to hide some stuff, and there were some lies in my life, and I, I prayed that dangerous prayer. Some of y'all say, if I don't pray this prayer, then it ain't going to come out. No, it's going to happen anyway, but you can speed it along if you're ready to get on with it. Let a grown man get on, right? There's times I said, Lord, deal with me. Why would you pray that? Because I was tired of my mess. Stuff that bothered me and shouldn't bother me. Stuff that hurt me and shouldn't hurt me. Stuff I was lingering on and maybe, maybe I was a little bitter about or whatever. I said, no, God, I'm not, uh-uh. not going to be bitter and I'm not going to be defiling and I'm not going to be defiled. Scripture says you got a root of bitterness, it springs up and it defiles many around you. I said, no, uh Truthful words stand the test of time. Lies are soon exposed. There's times I told the Lord, Lord, you know all about this. Help me. And you know the great advice that the Spirit of God has given me many times according to the book of James? I confess my faults to someone. Hmm. You say, man, what? I'm not forcing you to do anything. I'm speaking to you what the Word says today. you got to do what you feel right about, what you feel peace about, but you better get on with this Word right here. Truthful words stand the test of time, but lies are soon exposed. And you know, people who hide stuff and hide stuff and hide stuff, and it comes out, and it's, it's earth-shattering. It's humiliating. It's much easier to humble yourself and say, yeah, well, what really happened was, this you know here's what really went on ah that was terrible my mistake forgive me whatever all right watch as truth reveals itself in the light that's number two today and number three this is big this is big right here listen to the word or else right that's what jesus said really i made it modern we used to say or else when did that start in the 70s i don't know probably before then listen to the word or else if we don't focus and hear God through his word, we'll eventually listen to lies. We are what we fill up on. You've heard the saying, you are what you eat? Well, in the same way, even spiritually, what you feed on, you are what you eat. People believe in the social media and news, you know, the, the communist news network and the anti-Christian news network and all these other networks. Say, those, are those real? Well, they should name them that. And it's usually blatantly and diametrically opposed to the truth what they're saying on there usually even if they're giving you some facts they don't give you the whole picture listen to the word or else let's go to john 12 48 john 12 48 look at what jesus says here but all who reject me and my message or one translation says my words will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth i have spoken isn't that powerful? He said, all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. Wow. Let's go back to the parable. Let's look at verse 17 real quick. Luke 8, 17. Let's do, let's do verse 18. So pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. Look at this. Look at, look, think about this just for a moment. Just, just for a moment. Just for a moment. Think about this with me just for a moment. The thought that you came from a monkey 
How does that make sense? That takes so much faith to believe that. That takes more faith than it is to say there was a creator that created us. You came from a monkey. And it's crazy. You start to ask people questions, and they'll do anything to not admit that God exists. Remember years ago, this guy was a, some kind of a scientist. He was a lousy philosopher. I don't remember his name. But he had written a book about God. He was anti-God. and He came on a documentary by, what was that, Stein guy? You remember that? Was it Dismissed or something? I don't remember what the name was. it Dismissed? Y'all should check out that documentary. And this guy didn't believe in God. And finally they said, someone got him good. Just the interviewer was sharp. Journalist or whatever. And said, but, well, well then where did, okay, so there's a first cell and it, it evolved into this. And where did, where did that come from? And, God, and I don't remember all the details. And the guy finally said, because he wasn't going to admit that there was a God. He said, well, basically intelligent life from another planet brought it here. Well, tie me up and call me crazy. Can you imagine? Anything to not admit and say, oh, man, Jesus is the only way. There's a God. There's a heaven. There's a hell. It, uh-uh. People have exchanged the truth of God, Scripture says, for a lie. Because it feels better in the moment. I know truth can be painful. I know. I know. Truth has speared me many times. <laughs> I still have the wounds. <laughs> Let's go on to John chapter 5, verse 24. John 5, 24. Hang in there. We're almost done. Hang in there. You're receiving the word gladly today. John 5, 24. I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life, Jesus said. They will never be condemned for their what? For their sins. But they have already passed from death to death into life. Aren't you glad? Someone say, I'm glad. Y'all look sad right now. Someone say, I'm glad. I know the word's hitting you today. It's hitting me too. Remember, the word is a two-edged sword. What does that mean? It means when I'm slicing into the crowd, it's slicing me too. So hang in there. All is well. And look at what Jesus goes on to say. And I assure you that the time is coming. Oh, indeed, it's here now when the dead will hear my voice, the voice of the Son of God. And those who listen will live. He meant that physically. He meant that spiritually. He meant that in every way. Emotionally, he meant that in every way. We are multidimensional creatures, and we forget that, don't we? You are a spirit. You have a soul, and you live in a body. So the parable of the lamp is very powerful because it deals with stuff about letting your light shine. That's your walk with God. Understand the truth, receive the truth, believe the truth, live the truth. Jesus said, whoever hears these words of mine and obeys, listens, it's like the man who built his house upon a rock, right? Let your light shine. Number two, watch as truth reveals itself in the light. You're going to see it unfold. You're going to see it unfold. Number three, listen to the word. Really listen, though. Listen for understanding. Listen for peace of mind. Some of you are going through stuff right now that I can't begin to understand because I'm just not in your shoes. But there's a verse for it. You remember that joke back in the day when iPhones came out? They'd say, is there, there's an app for that? There's an app for that. Yeah. Now there's an app for everything. You want to gain weight? You want to lose weight? I haven't seen the re- regrow hair app yet, but I don't believe it. Just don't believe it. I don't believe it, and I haven't even seen it. 
but you got to listen to the word. There is a scripture for that. What you're going through in relationships, money, personal life, man, heartache, heartbreak, disappointment, betrayal, excitement, joy, laughter, love, it's all in there. And it's all what? Truth. Someone say truth. Uh huh. You were created for truth, not lies. You were created for truth, not lies. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes today as we think about the parable of the lamp. Father, we thank you because you're good. We thank you because you're faithful. We thank you because your word never changes. We thank you because your word is a sword and a light and a mirror. Your word is also water. Wow, what amazing comparisons. Things that the word does. The word cuts and dissects and exposes, but the word also shows what's going on with light and that it's a mirror. And the word also cleanses and heals and hydrates, restores, renews, and rejuvenates, just like water. For those listening online and those in the house today, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. I'm going to make sure that everyone in this house has accepted Jesus, has publicly confessed his name as their Lord. Say this with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus is the Savior. He died and rose again for my sin to keep me out of hell and to take me to heaven one day. I believe, I believe, I confess that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, forgive me, Lord God. Cleanse me in Jesus' name. I want everybody to stand to their feet this morning, if you would, please. I want you to look at me. No one, get on your phones yet. I'm, I don't go long. Look, it's 10.59 a.m. We're almost out of here. But if there was something, I want you to be honest with God today, if there was something in that message today that pierced your heart like it did mine, go ahead and raise your hand with me today. If you're being honest with yourself, with God, it pierced my heart today. Let's pray over that. With your hands raised, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, the blood of the Lamb, over the family and friends here, God, everyone who is the church of the living God. Lord, we are the body of Christ. The body of Christ, the true church, is just believers, those who believe in Jesus, that he's the only way to heaven and that his word is true and that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and that we must obey his word and live right and we'll make it to heaven one day because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for your word because it has fallen on good ground just like the parable of the sower that we studied recently. Lord, we receive your word, we believe your word, we love your word, now we will obey your word and share it. I thank you today, God, because you've pierced our hearts. Some of it hurt. Some of it was uncomfortable. But some of it, God, was encouraging at the same time. We needed it. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your patience and kindness with us. And we thank you for the future that is yet to come. A good future. You said a, a future of peace and great promises fulfilled, God. And an expected end and hope. God, we thank you. Because you've been our God all this time, you will always be our God. We trust you and believe you today. We unite our faith as family. Everybody open your eyes today and say, in prayer with me, say, I believe God's word is true. He is with me. 
This is my faith and my confession today, my hope, my desire, and my joy. In Jesus' name, amen.